Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up! Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive, deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going, going. The big leagues. Going, going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. He has done it. He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang, zoom, go the fireworks. The fan. Welcome into the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday as it's always a Wednesday as we are here live from the poop filled Willameda. I'm joined with Michael Lynch as always and Joe Fish behind the glass. Hello, hello, everybody. There's a lot of baseball going on. There is a lot of baseball going on. And everything sounds weird in my headphones right now. I just feel like I've got the big voice. Turn up the snare in my headphones. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I feel like I am here. I am the mighty. You are now listening to my voice. Well, you do have that voice. As I like to call it. It's a very commanding presence. I do like to call it the golden pipes. Although it's funny as I get older in this, even though I'm not really a smoker anymore, uh, it's still got this like deteriorating sound to it. Was that only because of the cigarettes or was that always your voice? I I thought that was always your voice. I feel like I've always been this way. Only you can prevent wildfire when did you Sounds start smoking so smoking six uh let's see i'm 35 24 i think so that was after your voice developed so when you were see. A, when you were a late teen mm-hmm. you know still <clears throat> voice cracking every once in a while did you have the raspy pipes uh two things one i never really went through uh like like hi guys like i never went through that like cracky you didn't go through puberty well i did obviously i mean i didn't grow very high but (laughs) you know things changed in my body if you catch my drift and uh would you like to share (laughs) well excuse me while i whip this out (laughs) uh 
But I, I feel like I've, I've always been lower. I've, my, my, the, the pitch of my voice has always been lower. The timbre has always been harder. But uh, nice usage, usage of the word harder. Well, you know, I got to green this stuff, man. Yeah. I got to use it at some point. Of course. And uh, <clears throat> but as far as the raspiness goes, I don't know, man. Because like, I can still do it to this day. I'm, I'm starting to lose it, but that's probably more with age than anything else. But like, when I sing, like. I used to sing Michael Jackson stuff all the time. And you could hit that note? Uh, not in all the songs. Like, I couldn't hit Thriller. Right. But I could sing every note of The Way You Make Me Feel, no problem. Okay, but that may... Okay. And I'm still pretty close. Like, if I warm up, if I if I do a real legit warm up, I can still hit a lot of those notes. Would you like to do it for us on the air? <clears throat> No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you realize that because you haven't done it in so long, it was this moment of internal panic. I saw it on your face. You were like, I can do this. I don't know. I'll shoot it a shot. I just don't want it to be too loud. Hey, pretty baby with the high heels on. Yeah. That's like, pretty close. That's not yeah. bad. That's I, not I, bad. I could hear you straining a little bit, but yeah. It just needs a little warm up. baby like I'm never, ever known. There you go. Uh, I just don't want to be Andy from The Office, you know. For those who don't know, he actually is a vocalist singer. <laughs> I just so never, he's actually good. I just never have a huge load either. I just never wanted to be Andy from The Office, you know, when he's always kind of like, oh, yeah, I sing. And he starts singing, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you never want to be that guy. But, hey, hey, that's what it is. Maybe you are that guy, though. Maybe I am that guy. I mean, you said you're 35, right? You're five years from 40. Maybe you start being the old guy that sings everywhere. And I'll tell you what, Ed Helms is rich, so... Yes. He's yes, a lot he prettier than I am. Well, I don't know. That's debatable. He's taller. That is not debatable. Did you just Most say... Most people are taller. Did you just say I might be more attractive than Ed Helms? I said it, it was a thought. I mean, like, Ed Helms isn't like a... Yeah, he's not like know, some sort of stud. He, he, understood. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's no JT. Let's be real no. here. Uh, but, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I would love to be mid-level celebrity attractive. This text says, Harris, you sounded just as raspy in high school. P-H-A-K-A, The Voice. The Voice. Well, thanks for that. That was your nickname in high school, The Voice? No. <laughs> no. The hit show on Fox? When I, when I was in middle school, my nickname was Harry with the Good Hands. Little Harry. Because I was like 4'8". There's so many <laughs> ways you could go with that. And then one Harry time... Harry with the Good Hands? Who doesn't like a good rubby action? And then one time I, I uh, fielded an onside kick in a football game in eighth grade. Because you know I didn't play. Let's let's be real here. But they put you out there. But they on the put hands me out team. there on the hands team, and the ball came straight to me, and I the ball came to me, and I grabbed it and dropped to the ground instantly. And of course, all my friends in eighth grade are like, "You had a clear path. Why don't you run that for a touchdown?" And coaches are like, "Nice move, Harry." <laughs> <laughs> and because I caught that, because the ball came to me directly, and I did not fumble it, I did not like bobble it or anything. It just Dropped right in the basket. I secured it and dropped to the ground. I became Harry with good hands. Perfect. So it's just because of the onside kick. Just because of the onside kick. Because my, my nickname was, was Lil Harry, but then it became Harry with the good hands. Mm. And then in high school, some things happened, and they kept calling me Harry with the good hands. Mm, I see. That's why I said I was all over the place in my head where that could have come from. Yeah, yeah. Well, it grew. It evolved. Right. You know, this Darwin thing, it, 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 it <sighs> became something else. I have nothing. I was Big Mike. I mean... Yeah, that's Any, so Anybody lame. who's tall and large in size and stature is generically called Big Blank. I know. I was Big Mike. I was more college than high school, but still, it was just kind of like, okay, I appreciate that you notice my size mm -hmm. and make me <clears throat> remember it every time you say my name. How's the weather up there? Yep. Yeah. I've heard that constantly. That's why I love Joe Fisher the fourth, because he's medium Joe. 
That's the greatest nickname ever, and I hope he sticks with that forever. I hope so, too. I think he's going to change it probably when he gets to a point where he thinks he needs to be cooler. Well, because he's probably going to be the size of Joe, right, Joe? Like, no doubt. Like, your dad is about the same height as you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm seeing, like, a 6'5 future. for 6'5", uh, 240, small four with a stroke. Yeah, 4'6", 40, <laughs> somewhere in that range. You know, just try to get 225 paid. at least 20 times. Yeah, many sports are options now. He's got he plays them all in high school. Dude, I am just bullying him on the basketball court, getting him ready for the league. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I hope. Uh, I, yes, you getting him ready for the league. I hope. <laughs> yeah. I hope Joe Fisher the fourth plays in the NBA, and his nickname is Medium Joe. Yep. I hope they call him that. I and hope if, he sticks with that because that's his wrestling name, right? Uh, it was a, see the funny thing is it was his wrestling name for like one day and you guys have kept it alive so I'm gonna have to bring it back and remind him that he is Medium Joe. To well, Patrick calls going. him Medium Joe to his face. Yeah, so he remembers. Yeah, yeah, I'll make but sure. But you know, that- when he gets to a certain age, he's gonna think he needs to be cooler, so he's gonna come up with something that's the stupid name that's not cool, but he thinks is cool, and you gotta rem- remind him it's Medium Joe. Five seconds left. Damian Lillard the second with the ball to inbound. He passed it. He finds Medium Joe in the corner. Bang! Blazers win a title. <laughs> Big shot. No, medium shot. Medium <laughs> shot Joe. I'm in. I'm all in on that. Just takes mid-range jumpers yeah, he all has day. to take twos <laughs> the, count the entire time. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Wide open that. three, takes a step inside the heart. <laughs> Make sure he's, he's like, no, 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 no. Replay, check that. Foot's on, toes the line. on the line. Toes on the line. I am medium Joe. That'd be awesome if Robert Ori was like, big shot? I don't know. I'm more like medium shot, Bob. Is there anybody out there that's actually medium something as a nickname? You know, there's little and there's small and there's right, big. Right, right, right. I don't know if anyone's ever... That might be one of the more original nicknames ever, and it happened from an eight-year-old. Yeah. Seven-year-old? Eight-year-old? You know. It's humble, too. Yeah. I like it. It's like, you know, I I, I can do this. I got skills. But, uh, but, but I'm medium. Right. I'm in. I'm you better drill it. that into his head, Joe. He's medium Joe. Look at him. I think he's just staring Sorry, off at another. I'm, I'm punching <laughs> he's, on the keyboard trying to see if there's socks. anybody that has a <laughs> – maybe. Uh, I'm trying to see if any uh, – it looks like a New York Mets first baseman Dominic Smith's nickname, Medium Hurt. Oh. <laughs> Instead of the Big Hurt. Right. <laughs> that's a pretty good nickname too. Well, because – but that but just to go back to your point, that's the thing. Like Frank Thomas, they're like, what are we going to call this guy? He's huge. He yep. hurts us. Oh, the big hurt. What about Randy Johnson? The big unit. Big unit. Can't just be the unit. I know a guy whose nickname is the unit. Mm. Yeah. He's a brewer at Breakside in Milwaukee. Yeah. He's part of their QA team. Is he the unit because he's a large man or because of, well, you know? Uh, I would hope it's because – Other things. I would hope it's because of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have an index finger on his right hand Oh, because of cancer. Oh. Okay. Which is super random. And you wouldn't notice until you shake his hand. Then you're like, whoa, that feels weird. And then you look and he's like, hi. So his nickname should be nine digits? I don't know. They call him the unit. (laughs) And it just fits. It's also one of those, like, you know how nicknames go. Like, sometimes you get a nickname and people are just like, well, yeah, that makes sense. And they just go with it. They don't know any of the, they don't know the backstory. I don't know why he's called the unit, but he's called the unit. I think any nicknames that are the blank are pretty cool. I know. Because it's it's like it's you. It's not you're not a big version, a little version, you're not this or that. It's just you. And I don't really have any nicknames. No, me neither. Yeah. I hate Pat. I don't want to go by Pat. Yeah, I said that to you early on in our friendship and you said, <laughs> Don't call me that. <laughs> and I'm I'm a very big Hey like, random guy I've never met. I know I just want some stupid competition and I know you work full time here. Don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> I I am a very big nickname giver mm-hmm. and it's usually the quick 
cut the name in half just as like an easy way to say it. And my girlfriend's the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Ashley, and she hates being called Ash. Mm. So like very early, I was like, and I had an ex named Ashley, and I called her Ash all the time. Yeah, and I, it's just one thing I did, and she was like, no, do not call me that. And I was like, okay. Well, and I've right. got this other weird, right. weird. I got this other weird thing that, <clears throat> like, when you when I meet you, the way you introduce yourself to me. Like nine times out of 10, that's what I call you. So there's this show in the afternoon, quite successful. If you listen to 10 the fan called Dirt and Sprague. Yeah, that's Andy and Brandon. Mm-hmm. Because when I met them, it was like, hi, I'm Andy. Big Souk. I don't really call him Souk. I call him Jason. And I hope he's okay with that. Well, he introduced himself as Jason. Exactly. And Isaac's the same way. Like most people want to call him Rob. But I, he, he said, hi, my name is Isaac. And so I said, hello, Isaac. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I think I go <clears throat> cut the name and half nickname. And then I go last name as like my order of sure. nicknaming people. I don't know why I do that. Maybe it's a way for me to remember the names easier. I'm really bad at names. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I remember it and I cut it, it's like an easier way for me to be like, oh, right. Jay, Jason. Okay, yes, that's your name. There are some interesting counter things to this. Like, I frequently reference you, like if I'm talking to my girlfriend or even with you, I call you Michael. Yes. And I don't know why, because I'm pretty sure you introduced yourself as Mike. Yep. One of my best friends. Only my parents call me Michael, really. One of my best friends, he goes by his last name. He's got an intricate last name, and that's just kind of what we've always known him as. And so that's what we call him as. But his name is Ryan, and I always call him Ryan. Always like Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Everyone else calls him his last name. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. I'm into it, though. Whatever. Hey, pretty baby. This text is from Jesse. It says, when you're six foot four and your lady's name is Graf, the giraffe nickname is easy and sticks into your 30s. Wait, her name is Graf? Yes. That's a wild name. I'm into that. The giraffe, I don't think giraffe's a good name. Though. Like, giraffe is a nickname? I feel like that's more insulting than cool. <laughs> hey, giraffe! Look at your giant neck! Ha! You gonna eat something off the top of a tree? Happy anniversary, giraffe. You look so sexy tonight. Oakley, <laughs> <laughs> Dunkley. Well, we got a show for you tonight. That's what we do here every single Wednesday night. A lot of baseball to get to, and this is so fun. I'm so pumped that we're late January, and we still got a ton of stuff to get to. Top of the 8 o'clock hour, we got some Portland Diamond Project potential news that we'll get into as well. Mike's got some fun shortstop kind of conversation we can have. Uh, there's some there's some signings and things like that. We'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, we've there's just a lot to get to, and I'm excited about that. Baseball's happening. There was a trade right before the show started. Trade right before the show started. I think we were going to do a segment today that was probably just three, like probably three, notes. three years too late, but the well, trade right, has happened. Right. <laughs> I did see after this trade that somebody said Blue Jays have won the offseason, and I was like, after this, after this pitcher's going to them. Okay. Well, I mean, they 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 lost the offseason if you look at Vladdy Jr. Because he looks great. I don't think that works in the way you thought it was going to work. I don't mean, he showed like 40 pounds. He didn't lose the offseason. He just lost weight. Oh, well, yeah, no. That's I'm trying to stretch these words into things that don't make sense. Well, that's a big win. Okay. We'll forget about that. <laughs> forget I said that. Can you just hit the dump button? We'll go back 10 seconds. <clears throat> you can find us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at Mike Lynch27. You can find me on Instagram. At PDD085, our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher the third is on Twitter as well at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. Harass us, we love it. There's also the fan text line, 503-250-1080. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. sharp, wherever you get your podcasts. No longer four-ish. It's now 4 p.m. sharp. Uh... 
<clears throat> Download that wherever you get your podcasts, including radio.com and 1080thefan.com. I think I hit it all. That's it. Uh, when we come back, <clears throat> there's this museum in New York that has decided no soup for you. And we'll get to the Hall of Fame. We'll do that first. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 720 here. We are here for you for the next hour and a half. Plus. Plus. To just kind of get you everything you need to get to. You know, I feel like we do this every January. This is a little bit of a treat. I love that the Hall of Fame does this, like, in the middle of the offseason. Yeah. Everybody's, you know. Thankfully, Tom, it's a Tuesday, too. Is Tom Brady going to win another Super Bowl? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> He's if already he, won enough. If he does or doesn't, I'm going to be here the next day. <laughs> I'll watch the game and I'll enjoy it. I will watch the game. I actually have to, uh, I actually have to work the morning show the day after the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Will, uh, the great Will Darkens, uh, has a uh, medical appointment of some sort. And normally I would think to myself, oh, can't work the morning show the day after the Super Bowl, huh? Nicely done. Will doesn't drink. So no, it's Will is not much of a party. It's definitely legit. Yeah. He would never lie. <laughs> I wanted that. to slam him so hard for, oh, someone needs a day after the Super Bowl. No, he's legit. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Uh, but this is one of our one of one of my favorite things. I don't know why, and I don't know. Maybe it's a baseball thing because we value the Hall of Fame to such high regards in baseball, as opposed to the NFL and whatever that basketball Hall of Fame thing is. It leads to great <clears throat> debate. It does lead to great debate. Whereas I feel like the other Hall of Fames are <clears throat> kind of just like, hey, there's guys in here. Cool, that's the new inducted class. Great. Yeah. And we and we tend to you know we tend to on this show. I always want to preface with this when we get into Hall of Fame. We don't really discuss Pete Rose. That that's been discussed at nauseum. We both, if I'm not mistaken, agree he should be in the hall, but I understand why he's not. Mm-hmm. We don't need to get into a lot of the Bonds, Clemens, although we can do it because they're still on the ballot, and we will talk about next year's ballot as well. <clears throat> but we kind of just I kind of like to look at the hall for what's going on right now. And the hall came out yesterday, all the votes were tallied. 14 people did submitted empty ballots 14 or 16 i think it was 14 14 something like that and they decided that nobody met the percentage of 75 to get into the hall of fame and i will read real quickly we'll go down this and we'll start discussing some stuff the highest vote getter was kurt schilling at 71.1 percent so very very close he missed it by 16 votes. 16 votes next year will be his last year and then you get to bonds at 61.8 clemens at 61.6 scotty Rowland, scotty baseball uh took a huge jump this year to 52.9 omar Vizquel at 49.1 I still don't understand why he's that low. I understand there's things. We'll get to that. Billy Wagner at 46.4. Todd Helton at 44.9. I guess I'll say Gary Sheffield at 46, but he's not. He doesn't have a chance. Everybody else that I mentioned, I think, have a chance to be in the Hall of Fame. Am I wrong on that? No, you're not wrong. Um, they all have a chance. We, we talked about the steroid guys. They're also 10th year last year is mm-hmm. next year. <clears throat> um, yeah, Roland is going up. That's good. You love this, Kel. He's got his own personal demons, which are now becoming a, a part of voting for, for the Hall of Fame or 
have been, but they're becoming more vocalized and seen by everybody. I'm very unsure on Billy Wagner, but I love Todd Helton. So, yeah, I, I mean. I love Todd Helton, too. Uh, I saw an interesting thing on MLB Network as Ken Rosenthal and Mad Dog were getting after it about Jeff Kent. Uh, for some reason, Ken Rosenthal thinks Jeff Kent is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I, I've talked about this on the <clears> show before. The way I try to look at it, although I think I'm not perfect with this, is when I watch them play, did I think they're a Hall of Famer? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? And that's usually what guides me into thinking of who should be a Hall of Famer. We talk about it all the time. It's a simple yes or no question. If your mm-hmm. answer is not yes, if you go, um, the answer is no, is how we talk about it. Yep. At least we have in the past. Yep. So, I mean, of the list this year, is Kurt Schilling a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yes. Is Barry Bonds a Hall of Famer? No. Yes. Numbers-wise, yes. Sure. Uh, Roger Clemens a Hall of Famer? No. Yes. Is Scott Rowland a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yes. Is Omar Vizquel a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yes. Is Billy Wagner a Hall of Famer? No. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, and then is Todd Helton a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yes. Beyond that, it's, it's the rest of it is just guys <clears> that you would say either, uh, about, I know you like Manny Ramirez. Um, he, I, I viewed him as a Hall of Famer too. Well, but I mean, I think there's two guys on this lower list. Maybe Pettit too. <clears throat> I think there's two guys on this lower list, and, and that's where I was going to go. Manny Ramirez and Andy Pettit are Hall of Famers, without a doubt. Like, mm-hmm. I have, I have, I have no, I have no hesitation, reservation, whatever you want to say. Manny Ramirez is one of the greatest hitters I've ever seen in my life. And if Kurt Schilling is going to go to the Hall of Fame without great numbers, but because of his postseason success, Andy Pettit Pettit is right there with him. Now, if you actually look at the numbers, Schilling is better in the postseason than Pettit. Sure. But Pettit had a lot more experience there and a lot more good series and postseason appearances than Schilling did. If you run up against, if you're in the postseason in the late 90s, and it's game two because Schilling pitched or because uh, Clemens pitched game one and you've got Andy Pettit on the bump. If I'm the opposing team, I'm not pumped about that. No, I'm, I'm not jacked. Like he's going to stare at you from behind his glove. He's, he's got that, that big nose, you know, he's just got those death eyes. They're super deep and sunk in uh, Andy Pettit to me is a hall of famer and why he's only trending at 13.7 and Manny Ramirez at 28.2. We know why roids. We know why. And Andy came out and admitted it. You know, he said, I only did it to to get healthy. I never did it for an advantage. We don't know if that's true or not, but the fact remains he cheated. Manny Ramirez tested positive multiple times, so that that's why he's busted, which yeah, is too bad. because there, there is no question about Manny Ramirez. No, no. So. But it's too bad because Manny Ramirez, as far as a pure hitter goes, he, him and Albert Pujols are some of the best hitters I ever saw. He was fantastic. I hated him completely and utterly. But he was fantastic. He should have. He still has the most RBIs in the history of the Cleveland baseball organization. Mm-hmm. He's great. The Spiders. The Spiders. The Portland Mavericks, hopefully. <laughs> That'd be so great. <clears throat> so the Hall leaves out, brings in no new inductees for the first time since, what's the answer, 2013? Correct. And those are the only two years that have ever not had? No, there's been a ton of years. Oh, okay. Uh 2013 was the first time, I think, since 78. Oh, wow. That's a big gap. And then it was like four or five of them in the 50s had no uh, okay. entrance at all. But I think I think it's happened eight times in the history of baseball. So it's not as infrequent <clears throat> as you might think. And I think this is interesting because, you know, and, and we'll get into some more specifics, but I just kind of want to talk on a whole, is that we both said, or you said one, two, three, four, five, seven. six, seven guys. And I'm going to go with one, two, three, four. So you have seven. I have four. And none get in. 
And honestly, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, me too. I, I'm I kind of okay. I really don't like this trend that, like, Scotty Rowland gets bumped, and now you're like, okay, Scott Rowland's going to get in the Hall of Fame. He's going to go the Larry Walker, the Tim Raines route. I don't, the Edgar Martinez, I don't love that route. I really have issues with it. It's a whole stupid process where yeah. it's like you have to bide your time and you have to earn percentages of the vote. And it's like, is Scott Rowland a Hall of Famer? Yes. Or not? To to you, right? And any of the voters can say yes or no. It's it's especially on a on a year like this when nobody made it in and there's not any sort of like there's not a large group of right. players that are surefire Hall of Famers. This isn't Ken Griffey Jr. and Chipper Jones when yeah. you're like, Yep. Like who are you saving your votes for? Yeah. Like it's Scott Rowland, right? And if you don't want to do the steroid guys, fine. But so you got Schilling, Roland, Viscal, Wagner, Helton, and you can go to Andrew Jones or Jeff Kent or Andy Pettit or whoever, right? You're not saving your vote for anybody. So why are you not voting for Scott Rowland? And I don't understand like how you change your mind. You know what I mean? Like these guys haven't played for 10 years. Right. How are you changing your mind? How how did how did Scott Rowland go from like 30% to 53? Like who's changing their mind? I guess maybe new voters. Because I think after a certain amount of time with the Baseball Writers Association, you get the ballot. <clears throat> so maybe it's new voters. Yeah. But I, I don't know for sure. It's like a we it's a game. It's almost like the voters so make weird. it a bit about themselves versus just making it about the players. And someone else agrees with you, Michael. <laughs> yes. Although someone, I I hate him. <laughs> someone agrees with you strongly and have decided to go that path. Mm-hmm. They have said, To hell with you, writers. What do you know? You didn't play. Oh, you covered for 40 years? Cool. I'm uh, gonna go to the veterans committee who lets Really, really mediocre players <laughs> in way later than they should be. You know, Jack Morris threw one hell of a game in a World Series 30 years ago. Let's get him in here. <laughs> you know, we used to be on a bus together in double A. I like that guy. He knows baseball. He sat with me while while I was getting a divorce with my wife. I'm in. Uh, I'm going to take my trucks and go home. And that's what Kurt Schilling says. And that's where we'll get to next. But first, there's my man, Joe, with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Come my butterfly, come my butterfly. I, I, met, I messed that up. Sure. Ah. Ah. Unshining moment. Maybe I'll come in one day and put in some extra time and get uh, get the old bumper music up to date. Because well, we got like Joe's been six updating songs on in there. Are oh. you putting stuff in there? No, I'm just playing it off of YouTube. Okay. But this is the thing is like, I like going off of YouTube because A, I don't get in trouble that way <laughs> by using something in the library we're not supposed to. What, and you also, don't want me to take you out of the hallway and berate you? <laughs> now, Joe, I understand. <laughs> I'm using some music that you're not allowed to. Oh, wait, it's wait, in our own library? I'll wait for some other people to hang around and hear me so they can see me berate you in the hallway. But that also, like a good idea. some of these songs, they sound good the one time you hear it, and then if you don't hear it again for like seven, eight months, then it, it, it's a little bit better. It's the perfect full shuffle song. Like, if you if you have a your, all of your playlists all together in one, and you put it on shuffle, and it comes on once every year, you're like, ooh, 
right. like this song. I haven't heard it in a while. And so, like, on Sunday, I was playing a bunch of, like, 2000s hip-hop songs, instrumentals. And, and we were, pop. Everybody was loving it. Yep. Oh, yeah, baby. But if I threw those into the bumper rotation and you heard them, like, every two weeks, you know, on rotation, it'd be eh, kind of get old after a while. I worked Dirt and Sprague the other day, and uh, a two-short song came on as a rejoiner, and I was in heaven. <laughs> I was like, this is excellent. Dirt is the rejoin king on that show, right? Yeah, yeah he does all that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll put some work in. Uh, let me stretch out here. I think I can do it. Uh, Kurt Schilling was the closest person to get to the Hall of Fame, and he fell short. Correct. Uh, needing 75%. He's at 71.1%. 16 votes shy, as Mike said. And, you know, I watched MLB. I always watch MLB Network when uh, they're doing the Hall of Fame presentation because they have the rights to it. It's usually BK. Brian Kenny is is at the Hall of Fame. He's with those guys, and they're chatting, and they kind of do the thing. And afterwards, they got done, and they all kind of were like, you know, I'm surprised Schilling didn't get in. Rosenthal and Verducci both voted for him. And they said, next year he'll make it. And they both kind of agreed with that. I do as well. Uh, I think... You know, Schilling, and we'll get to his polarizing character here in a second. I get it that it might have taken him a little bit, and he's probably getting punished a little bit for kind of being a jerk to reporters and his jerk to reporters crazy whole race of people, uh, his crazy political views. And he told he said that journalists should be executed. Yeah, I know, I know. And so they're more than being a jerk. And so they are holding it against him, just like Robbie Alomar spit in the face of an umpire. He's the greatest second baseman to ever play, but he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer because that's his punishment. And I think this is Kurt Schilling's punishment for being a jerk, being an a-hole. And, uh, but he, we all kind of agreed that he was most likely going to make the Hall of Fame next year. Yeah, I mean, until he came out with a statement. And then he comes out with this statement, quote, I will not participate in the final year of voting. I'm requesting to be removed from the ballot. I'll defer to the Veterans Committee and men whose opinions actually matter who and who are in a position to actually judge a player. I don't think I'm a Hall of Famer, as I've often stated, but if former players think I am, then I'll accept that honor. He's trying to be all like, look, uh, self-deprecating me. I don't think I'm a Hall of Famer, but... I mean, to be fair, he has always said that. Kurt Schilling is a massive baseball historian. He loves the history of baseball. He studied it. He knows this thing. And I don't want to sound like I'm a Kurt Schilling apologist. I just want to make sure the facts are the facts. He understands what it takes to be a Hall of Famer. And he views in his mind that he's not a Hall of Famer. And it's probably because he doesn't have 300 wins. No. He doesn't have 3,000 strikeouts. His regular season numbers aren't Hall of Famer. Aren't Famer-er. that great. His career ERA isn't, you know, mind-blowing. It is three, four, six. That's not that bad. But not mind-blowing. No, not mind-blowing. But, yo, dude, His I've watched. His postseason ERA is two, two, three. Yeah, dude. He's he's pitched in eight winner-go-home games in the playoffs, and he's 8-0 with like a 1-6 ERA. Dude's legit. You're a Hall of Famer, my friend. So this Kurt Schilling thing is really interesting. Um, you know, we talked about it last segment. I don't like the dude. I think it's funny that he's being held out of the Hall of Fame because he's an ass. Like I don't like the dude either. Like, he's I think a terrible he, human being. I think he deserves to be held out because of that. But in the idea of the Hall of Fame, he's in my the way I view it, he's a Hall of Fame player, right? He has the numbers to to back it up, especially in the postseason. He's a Hall of Famer. The interesting thing that I didn't actually know until this year, I want to say it was Ken Rosenthal wrote an article in the Athletic where he said it was the 
It wasn't just the hold your nose ballot. It was the almost vomit ballot. Like, and he was sick to his stomach voting for some of these guys. And he made the case against and for Kurt Schilling in the article. And the case against... Rosenthal's a Bonds-Clemens guy, isn't he? He is, yeah. yes. Verducci did not. Um, in the case against, he said that as part <clears throat> of the rules of the Hall of Fame, what you are judging the players on uh, includes their on-the-field on accomplishments, mm -hmm. but also includes integrity and character mm -hmm. of the person. Yep. And that's also that's during and after their career. Mm -hmm. And he said that if you look at that, in his opinion, Kurt Schilling does not belong in the Hall of Fame because his character has come into question over the last four to six to eight years or whatever it is. As it should. Um, For he is... He is not a very good person. Not a very good person. Um, that's not to say there are not bad people in the Hall of Fame. There are. Everybody looks at Ty Cobb. He basically admitted yeah, to murdering somebody. Um, but... Kurt Schilling has gone beyond you disagree with his political beliefs and has gone into uh, hate hate speech, which is very different. Like, yes, yes. Um, you can disagree with someone's political beliefs. There's plenty of conservatives or liberals, depending on your beliefs, that it's in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. um, but it, and it started off as that with Kurt Schilling, right? Like he was kind of a very outspoken right wing guy, <clears throat> and that rankled some people. But you know, you get you were like, fine, you're allowed to be whatever political side you want to be on. He planned to run against John Kerry for a Senate seat in Massachusetts, planned to run against Elizabeth Warren in a Massachusetts Senate seat, and, quote, if Donald Trump wins in 2020, I will run in 2024. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever. You should not be held out for any political beliefs. But in the idea of integrity and character, it went beyond that when he said journalists should be executed and he was openly racist and bigoted on social media. Yeah. Your <clears> words have... Uh, your words do have meaning. You can't just get away with what you're saying. There are reactions that happen to what you say. Yeah. Yes, you have free speech, but other people can judge you accordingly. You can say whatever you want for the most part, but people will judge you for it. You can't just be like, oh, free speech, it shouldn't matter. Well, it does matter. So because of that, a Especially lot of Especially if you're hateful. Yes. And it got to a level of like threatening to, you know, like trying to get people killed. And he has a wide audience of people who watch, who watches tweets and listen to him and all that kind of stuff. Um, because of that, a lot of people were really judging their character and then uh, his <clears throat> character. And then after the election, I guess he said some stuff. I don't, I don't actually remember what he said. I just remember seeing the story. He said some stuff and there were like 20 Hall of Fame voters who asked to get their ballots back so that they could remove him from the ballot. Wow. Um, because he continued to, to spew hate speech. Uh, I think it was about the insurrection at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. I think he was in support of it. And a lot of people were like, uh, I don't know if I should be voting for this guy in the Hall of Fame. Wrong time, dude. Wrong um, time. So all that being said, he's a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. But if in the Hall of Fame it says <clears throat> you have to judge his character and his integrity, I understand why people don't want to put him in. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make much sense when other guys of bad character and bad integrity have been put in. But times they are changing. Yep. People are way more strict about what they accept from other people in terms of hate speech and things that have, that have happened. I know in his statement, he came out and said, I I never hit a woman. I played with with uh, adulterers and people who cheated. I never did that. And it's like, and, great, and Kurt. And, and most former teammates don't have negative things to say about him. No, and it's like, great. I'm very happy you didn't do that. Right? But it doesn't it doesn't erase the other stuff that you've done. 
I think I just I think I just hope or said I should say I I have no problem with baseball upholding this this integrity and character thing and the Ty Cobb thing that that that's a boring argument to me because when the Hall of Fame was founded and he's the first inductee times were a lot different back then than they are now and so I understand that baseball as it always has on the field and off the field has evolved and if if not been advanced ahead of every other major sport like baseball for a sport filled with a bunch of white dudes that tend to be conservative type people. Baseball has been at the forefront. A lot of this stuff. So if baseball is going to continue with this, they have to continue with it and it can't be picky choosy. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. Well, I mean, I asked this yesterday on primetime. It was a devil's advocate thing more than my own personal beliefs, but they can't be picky choosy. Why not? Times are changing. Why don't they, why are they not allowed to change how they view players moving forward? There's a bunch. I'll, I want to read some texts and then we'll, we'll move on. I want to stick with the hall of fame though. Uh, 503-250-1080. Uh, this one coming in, what Schilling has done and continues to do is way worse for baseball than what bonds did. Bonds and steroids save baseball. Steroids save baseball. Schilling is a wretched human being that will further damage the reputation of baseball. There is a thought that, I mean, I don't know if it's a thought. I believe it, but some people, you know, maybe don't believe it, is that what Chilling does is dangerous. Yes. What Bonds and, and Clemens and all those guys did wasn't dangerous. That just cheats the game. It was cheating. Yes. Um, but, but what Chilling does is he promotes hate speech, which is dangerous. That and could, he has a wide enough audience. I also think the Hall of Fame is petrified if he gets in what he's going to say in his acceptance speech. Yeah. There's this other one, Ketchup Nazi can suck it. I thought that was funny. <laughs> okay. I probably shouldn't have said that, but I liked it. Uh, and then uh, Schilling did this to himself. And has no one to blame for his BS but himself. The Hall of Fame has to consider integrity when enshrining members. It's a matter of principle from our good buddy JR. Like, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm all good with that. Why why are you opposed to the to the Hall of Fame changing and growing as the world changes and grows? I'm not. I just have fear that they won't be consistent. When I see people like Mike Piazza and Jeff Bagwell. And Craig Biggio get into the Hall of Fame, and Tim Rock Reigns. Tim Rock Reigns. That was Veterans. That's R O C K. No, was that? he got it. Oh, in that his was the 10th year. year. You're right. When right. I see that, I just want consistency. And I know that a lot of, I know a lot of integrity and character has come to the forefront in 2020. That even is different than in 2019, 2018. For sure. I just don't know if I trust it to be consistent. That it's like, well, you know, everyone loved Jeff Bagwell. Pay no attention to the size of his thighs or biceps, but everyone liked him. I just, if you're going to do this to Schilling, we have to do this to everyone. And that includes people coming on the ballot in 2022. I suppose so. Which yeah. is which is what I want to get to next. And I think we're all in agreement with this, that Kurt Schilling is a brutal, brutal human being. He had the talent to be in the Hall of Fame. But if you're if the Hall of Fame is going to uphold integrity and character, he does not qualify. Correct. And I'm okay with him not getting in if that's what we're going to do. I want to look at 2022, and I'm going to ask you a question about a player. And this is everything for me. If this player gets in, you're putting in Kurt Schilling. And we'll do that next. This is the hot corner. Everything's super serial right now, like Man Bear Pig on Tenny the Fan. Coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out.
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I do love me some gorillas. Thank you, Joe. Nice job over there, DJ Fish Sticks. Uh, we're keeping. I want to keep on this uh, this this Hall of Fame thing here, and I forgot to uh, look this up in the break because Michael and I were talking. Funny, uh, funny behind the scenes note is we were talking about the show earlier because we recorded the podcast. They're like, "Oh, we want to talk about mm-hmm. Hall of Fame." The last couple, se- like two segments. We're like in an hour. <laughs> we, could, we could do this whole show in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Uh, but because we have some other things, fair or foul coming up at 830, mm-hmm. uh, we do want to talk. You know, we had a listener text in 503-250-1080 last week asking for a Portland Diamond Project update. We got a little bit of a We one. have one, not from them, but from The Athletic. Nothing super excited, but The Athletic put out an article that I figure I think that's worth getting into, and we'll get to that in 15 minutes. Uh, but we're talking about this character thing, <clears throat> this integrity, who you are as a human being. And I will transfer that into next year's voting. So next year's voting, nobody that had legit amount of votes is coming off the ballot. Mm -hmm. But a lot of guys are in their 10th year. Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa. Correct. Sosa's not making it. Sosa's not going to make the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's so crazy that a guy has over 600 home runs, and it's like, is he a Hall of Famer? You're like, nope. Yep. And it's obvious. <laughs> and I don't even think it's really steroids that much. I think it's just like, no. 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 Well, I mean, it is steroids because that's how he has 600 home runs. It's the, when he wasn't on steroids, he was no way a Hall of Just like Mark McGuire. No way yeah, a Hall yeah, of Famer. No, 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 no. Yeah. Cool, you want some titles? You had some cool things, blah, 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 blah. Not worried. Well, not titles, but. I was going to say what? Uh, home runs is what I meant, like okay. like uh, flashy, kind of exciting things. Took the Cubs a little while there. Uh, but there are some new guys coming on the list, and, I mean, we can sit here and talk about if Juan Uribe deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I really but, want to dive into Covelli Crisp, please. Uh, Coco? Yeah. Last time I saw Coco Crisp, he was doing jumping jacks in right field in Game 2 of the World Series, and I was jealous because he was probably warmer than I was. Uh, he is uh, first ballot <clears throat> next year. He is first ballot next year. But the real big names on the ballot Former next Indian year. great Michael Bourne. <laughs> I remember. Hot takes exposed. <laughs> We're going to the World Series. we got Michael Bourne and Nick Swisher. It's over. That was you. That was me. That was terrible. Uh, but the new guys coming on, let's see. Uh, I think it stops there at Carl Crawford. We're not going to give him that love. Jimmy Rollins. Sure. The great shortstop for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Mark Teixeira. Mm-hmm. Switch hitting defensive first baseman with power for the Braves, Rangers, Angels, and Yankees. Correct. And then we got the big names. You got David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez. Now, let me tell you this. So there, so there is a Hall of Fame metric, just real quick, and then we'll get into the other stuff. Baseball Reference, our great friends at Baseball Reference. We don't actually know them, but we um, love them nonetheless. We love them. They have a Hall of Fame metric where they basically combine all the stats and create some sort of algorithm, compare them to current Hall of Fame members, and they spew out a number. It kind of feels like just from looking at it, anybody who's over 200 is surefire. Right. And then from, like, the 150 to 200 range is the borderline. And then below that, it's kind of just like, well, maybe. So the Hall of Fame metric for Barry Bonds is 340. Correct. 
The Hall of Fame metric for Roger Clemens is 332. Yep. The Hall of Fame metric for Alex Rodriguez is 390. Yeah. He is 50 points higher than what a lot of people would say is the greatest player to play in Barry Bonds. Correct. That, my friend, is wild. Alex Rodriguez is not getting into the Hall of Fame. Well, okay. He will pay that forever price, and he is not where I want. Do you want to stick with Alex? Well, I just want to, I just want to say something. Okay. We've talked about this on the show in past years. I love Alex Rodriguez. I know he's a cheater. I love him. I don't love him, but uh, he has he has certainly fixed his image. Oh, definitely. Um, remember what we said two years ago on this very fine show of ours? Mm. That maybe in 2022, on the final year of the ballot for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, and the first year of the ballot for Alex Rodriguez and David Ortiz, they would do the steroid year. Mm-hmm. And they would say, look. <clears throat> Here's the these, guys. These guys all did steroids. They were also all great players. Can I give Alex Rodriguez first ballot? <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> I don't honestly believe that's gonna happen. Right. But I feel like because so many there Bonds and Clemens are at 61%, mm-hmm. right? That's not close enough in a one year jump to make it. Basically the same as last year. But that's still pretty high. It's pretty high. A lot of the voters are putting them in the Hall of Fame. And if they want to hold their nose and do it, if you want to make a steroid wing of the Hall of Fame, or put an asterisk on their plaque, then put them all in together and just have it be like, uh, look, there's not going to be a lot of other steroid guys coming on the ballot after A-Rod and David Ortiz. Um, Probably I, not. I don't think at all. Like, of all the notable steroid guys. You talk, I'll look up 2023 just for funsies. I don't think they're going to be on the ballot. So it's almost like a... Here it is. These guys took roids, or they were alleged, allegedly took roids. David Ortiz is the most borderline of this because he was in the Mitchell Report but never tested positive and so on and so forth. All right. There's a big drop-off for a few years. The only name on the list in 2023 is Carlos Beltran. Not getting in. Mm. Great playoff hitter, though. Great playoff hitter. Um, 279? So eh, I, right. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. I don't think it's going to happen. But I almost feel like as somebody who – who has changed his opinion on Bonds and Clemens and the steroid guys over the last few years is they're Hall of Famers. Right. They're cheaters. Sure. They took steroids. But they were Hall of Famers before they cheated. They were Hall of Famers before they cheated. So was Alex Rodriguez, although there were rumors he was cheating since high school. Alex Rodriguez is a Hall of Famer. Uh, David Ortiz was not a Hall of Famer in Minnesota, but the second he got to Boston, he was. Alex Rodriguez has 696 home runs. He retired just before 700. He has over 2,000 RBIs. Also a great fielder. He couldn't. He had to retire. The Yanks were like, we're not going to do this. <laughs> we're not paying you that bonus. Meanwhile, they want to bring Brett Gardner back for his 9,000th year in Pennsylvania. Hey, whatever. He's not a cheater. Um, so I, I just, <clears throat> I wonder if there'll be a discussion amongst the writers to do that. And if you want to include Kurt Schilling in that, you can, right? He's not a steroid user as mm. far as we know. But <clears throat> if you want to do the hold your nose, everyone gets in that we're kind of unsure about because of the cheating or the... Or, or what they said and, and on Twitter and social media. Maybe you just put them all in in the same year. Also, in a slight interesting note, Scott Rowland, Hall of Fame metric, 99. Yeah. That's really low. Yeah. And that's what, like, Ken Rosenthal wants Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame because he thinks he's one of the best third basemen of all time. He is and, maybe the best defensive third baseman of all time. And Mad Dog's argument was, oh, because it's underrepresented, we're just going to put guys in. Because mm. they're, I mean, there's only three third basemen in the Hall of Fame. I think it's Brooks. Who I didn't know that. I think I think it's Brooks, Schmidt, and Brett. I think those are the only third basemen in the Hall of Fame. Makes sense. I mean, it's like second base. You know, that's the argument for Jeff Kent. There aren't a lot of second basemen, and Jeff Kent's one of the best second basemen ever. 
not a Hall of Famer. But it's like, really do you? It, it's the reliever thing too. Ugh. Billy Wagner, Billy Billy Wagner is one of the plus saves, one of the greatest closers of all time. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Me neither. You know, and you're the only relief pitchers in the Hall of Fame are you know the the OGs, the greats, Mo Hoffman, Eckersley. Eckersley. Uh, does Blylevin count as a reliever? No, he counts as a starter. Um, here's what I think is going to happen, and this is my issue with this integrity character thing is I think one player gets in the Hall of Fame next year. And it's Kurt Schilling? No, I think it's David Ortiz. Oh. Well, David okay. Ortiz is on the 2003 Mitchell Report. He is a confirmed positive that's not public, but we all know. Well, in 2003, anonymously right. tested positive for steroids. And they're going to put him in because he's a nice guy. He's Boston strong. He has he all those shot. great playoff moments. He was shot because of shady things going on in the Dominican. Let's not let's not forget that. But Ortiz is this lovable, wrap your arms around him. He's on TV. He's a positive guy, but he's a cheater. And they're going to put Ortiz in. They're not going to put A-Rod in. They're not going to put Bonds in. They're not going to put Clemens in. But they're putting Ortiz in like they put in Bagwell, like they put in Piazza. And that is my problem. That's my integrity character issue. Well, it's, but the, Kurt Schilling is a POS. Right. And well, if, David Ortiz and, is a very nice person. Right. Kurt right. Schilling is a POS. And if him being a POS off the field is what keeps him out of the Hall of Fame, then I need being a POS on the field to keep you out of the Hall of Fame. If you're going to keep Alex Rodriguez out, who might be the greatest player I ever watched, and I hate steroids, you know I do, but Alex Rodriguez is the greatest player I ever watched. And if you're going to keep him out because he did steroids, you got to keep David Ortiz out. Yeah, I'm going to be curious to see how it goes because remember, I think this was again like two years ago on this show, we were like, they're going to put Edgar in in the 10th year to pave the way for Ortiz to make the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Because it was the huge push against the DH for so many years. And then and then they finally put Edgar in because he was because he was the um, great. He was the best. And David Ortiz is the next guy, and they wanted to put him in because everyone loves Pop, Big Poppy. Right. And that, so I need to see Major League Baseball stand up and hold that firm. Because if they don't, then put them all in. If they don't, put them all in. Put Bonds in. If if they put in David Ortiz, that will change my mind. I will vote for Manny Ramirez. I will vote for Andy Pettit. I will vote for Bonds, Clemens. If they put David Ortiz in and don't put Bonds and Clemens in, that's also a farce. That's what I mean. But because he was a nice guy, that's why we like him. I'm curious about A-Rod, too, because he wasn't very nice when he was a player. But he wasn't awful. He wasn't Bonds. He wasn't Clemens. Those guys were jerks. True, but he he was not beloved by anybody. And he has completely repaired his image. But a lot of that not being beloved... Although he's incredibly fake. A lot of that not being beloved, though, is that like fake hate that it's like, you're really great, but you don't perform when we want to. So we hate you. LeBron got that for a while. It's like, we're just going to hate on you because we can hate on you. There's real, no reason to hate on Alex Rodriguez. He wasn't that great in the playoffs. Okay. Well, you could hate him for the biogenesis stuff. And the... well, but that that's the steroid aspect, but if well, you're right, going to be but okay, that, but, but some of that is not just steroids. It was, it was the shadiness of it. And the fact that he was like, what he was fake, but undercutting. Out. <laughs> But no, but like we talk about Lance Armstrong and Ryan Braun, like the worst people ever because of what they did, because it's true. Don't let A-Rod get away with that just Fair. because he's he's a nicer person. But you're going to let Ortiz get away with it because he's the nicest. Anyway. Touche. Ugh.
Sorry, we a little prime time that. Uh, we should probably get out of here. We'll do that. We come back. Loaded second hour. Don't go anywhere. Uh, hot corner, 10A the fan. BMW.